0: Hello everyone, thanks for tuning into the sixth episode of Bits and Beyond, presented by the Student Alumni Relations Cell, Bits Palani Palani Campus. This is Shreyana, core member of the Student Alumni Relations Cell and your host for this episode. Today, we'll be talking about digital health and wellness with our special guest, Mr. Rajul Arora. Mr. Rajul graduated from Bits Palani Goa Campus in 2019 with a bachelor's degree in electrical and electronics engineering and an MSc in economics. He is a leading public speaker in digital wellness and digital detox, a three-time TEDx speaker, having delivered 150 plus talks, podcasts, interviews, and workshops in India's leading schools. He is currently working as a senior consultant at EY. Welcome to Bits and Beyond, Rajul. Thanks a lot for joining us in this podcast.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Shreya, to you and the team, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation today.
0: Let's start with the first question without any further ado. The curriculum at BITS is both thorough and adaptable, giving us a lot of freedom to explore our interests through clubs and departments. How did your time at BITS help you become ready for life off a campus?
1: Sure, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of the freedom that BITS offers and how it helps us to explore our interests. I feel BITS has really helped me groom and grow my personality and develop life skills. And let me give you a couple of examples from what I remember to illustrate how it shaped my personality. So example number one is giving back. I closely worked with actress bids school, a chapter, and we, I remember we used to go to slums and do a lot of projects out there and do a lot of social work. So I think that imbibed that culture of giving back to society, which is something that I still hold to myself. Second example could be leadership skills. I led a lot of clubs and departments, including the finance club in actors, IEEE organizations. And as coordinators, I learned a lot of leadership skills, which really still helps me today in terms of my work profile, in terms of how I manage teams. So it's played a really crucial part. And especially learning these at a college level really helps a lot. Third example is I've generally developed a lot of soft skills and people skills, I would say, from organizing staff, uh, organizing events, managing your life, managing people, talking to senior vendors, handling conflicts. So I learned a lot of skills, a lot of hands-on skills, which really helped me in my life, I would say. Fourth example could be diversity. I still remember my first day, honestly, to college. When I came, it was like an explosion of culture, a Delhi boy coming to Bitskua, explosion of culture from different places across the country. So I feel it really opened my mind to diversity and embracing diversity, which is really important in today's life and work culture. Another example is in terms of the flexibility of the curriculum, I would say as well, because I remember taking courses from entrepreneurship to economics, to projects, to creating movies and documentaries as well. I I remember taking those courses called cinematic arts where I'd actually shooted a documentary as well. So the diversity of courses really helped me open my mind in terms of the learning that I had. And last but not the least, I would say it really imbibed the culture of discipline in me because I used to attend classes consistently and I used to keep attending classes. I used to have the routines, which really helped me in my life, which i built up out there. So the flexibility, the discipline, and all of these attributes really played a big part of who I am today. And I'm honestly grateful to my alma mater for that. And last thing I'll say is that more than the life skills, I think it's the memories I feel I made at BITS. And I think to truly summarize all of it, I would say BITS Pilani is magic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I could relate to all the examples that you gave just now because whatever time I myself have spent on the campus till now have helped me grow a lot intellectually. We actually got to learn a lot from a batches, a seniors and everyone, just everyone around. Everyone teaches you something or the other that you didn't expect, I think.
1: Totally so, agree, and I agree with your uh, perspective as well.
0: Also, I'm quite curious to know that how did digital wellness become a part of your life and how did you decide to venture into this field? Uh, Did any particular incident in your life play a role in this?
1: Again, my alma mater plays a big role, honestly, because that's where I realized the problem of digital wellness Uh, and I'll come to that in some time, but to broadly categorize how I put it, it is, I call it as me, we, us. And let me explain that. How digital wellness or digital technologies affects me. So my own relationship with technology inspired me to come into digital wellness. Second is we. How it affects people around me, close people, relationships, etc. Us is the broader society. So I could see digital wellness or digital technologies affecting the broader society as well in general so this is how I categorize the problem of digital wellness. It affects me. It affects the people around me. It affects the society in general. And this is honestly what I've realized from my introduction, introspection. And this is why I've come towards solving this cause. Let me break it down a little bit. Me, as in going back to 2017, I had a very unhealthy relationship with tech. This was back in college time when I was leading clubs and departments. I was constantly distracted by my technology. I used to check my phone first thing in the morning, last thing in the night. During the middle of the night, I was checking the phone in the bathroom while talking to people. So this phenomenon is called fubbing, where you fub someone with your phone or you snub someone with your phone while talking to them in person. I In classes, I was on phones solving some issue which was there, some club and department issue or something in general. So I was distracted from my academics, distracted from my relationships, distracted from my day-to-day moments. And I could feel I had this sense of unhealthy relationship with tech, which made me curious why... And how is it affecting my life? And I remember watching a TED talk by Cal Newport in which he had left social media. Hence, I left social media for seven months to explore my relationship with tech. And that really, that phase really helped me, honestly. It helped me get introspection on the way I was using technology because technology is not bad, honestly, but I was using it in a very unhealthy way because of the things which I mentioned. And in, during that seven months, honestly, it really transformed my life. My quality of relationships went up. I didn't have stones in my life, like stones of friends online. It had gems, a few gems in my life, I would say. My academic scores went up by, I think, 10 to 15%. I lost around 15 kilos during that time. So there was a huge impact in my life. And not again because technology is bad, because my relationship with technology was bad. And not because like leaving technology was the solution. And honestly, I had to come back to technology. And since then, I've been exploring that healthy relationship with tech. So this is how it affected me. Coming to the second part we. I could see it all around me. Like Even if I ask you or all the listeners, just look up and look around you. Everyone is distracted by technology. Your relationships, people around you, people going on the road, the Uber ride that you're taking, and everywhere around you. So I feel this is a problem that affects people around us. Third spectrum is us, society in general. I could read a lot of statistics, a lot of things out there which... Helped me think a lot more about the problem. For example, I could see stats like 46% of us, young people like us, would want a broken bone over a broken phone. So that's how distracted or this, that's how distracted we are by technology. So this may be us concept really inspired me to really come into digital wellness because this is a problem that I really truly feel about. And I'm happy and sure that you could also empathize with this as well. All the listeners and even you should have.
0: So like you also mentioned that how in today's age we are surrounded by technology and find ourselves on digital devices for the majority of a day which leads to a high screen time and incessant scrolling so what potential mental health scars do such activities pose which we do not realize in the short term
1: absolutely a very good point because this is something that a lot of people ask And what I've seen in the industry in general in digital wellness is a lot of people look at this problem very negatively. I would definitely say it's a big problem, but the point is to not look at the problem negatively. So to summarize what I'm trying to say, we should not be anti-technology. We should be healthy technology. And to all the listeners listening today... We are all lovers of technology. We believe in the power of technology. So it's about being healthy technology because it comes in with a lot of benefits. And it's about finding that sweet spot of balance. It's not about going away cold turkey. It's about not being distracted by tech. It's about finding that sweet spot of balance, which works for you and which is very different for different people. And to give an analogy to explain this technology is a lot like food. So if we, if we eat the right types of food, vitamins, carbohydrates, proteins, it really shapes up our personality. But if we don't eat the right amount of vitamins, let's say we, we are vitamin deficient, we eat a lot of junk food, it really impacts our health, right? So food is not bad, per se. The kind of food that we eat really shapes up our personality. It's similar with technology. If technology is not used in the right way, which most of us are not, not doing, honestly, it will have negative consequences, which you were talking about. And it's not just about mental health. It's about other aspects as well. It affects physical health, productivity, citizenship, and so many other aspects of our life. And since you wanted me to talk about some potential mental health scares or physical health scares, an example could be for mental health. It could be things like depression, things like anxiety. And to be honest, it's a causation in the sense that technology not per se causes mental health problem. It amplifies the problem in the sense that let's say, if I am going through some mental health issue, I'm watching some content online. So. It gives me more of that content online, more of that bad content and it amplifies the problem. So it's not the cause per se, it amplifies the problem. In terms of physical health, a lot of us must have heard of text next issue in which if we're just bending down and texting on our phones all the time, it causes an impact on our neck as well. And our hand, our posture, there's something called carpal tunnel, which affects your hands and your nose as well. So there is a lot of research to prove this. But again, just to make it clear, tech is not the problem per se, it's a relationship with tech. And we're not using it the right way and it extrapolates or mag- amplifies the problem if it makes sense so the point is to look at it positively to be healthy tech instead of anti-tech
0: hearing all these points i can say that we should actually stop being negligent and ignorant towards digital health and like i think we should pay more attention uh, this is what you are trying to say that we should actually take steps that can help us to, you know, have a healthy relationship with technology. So I would like to ask you that, could you tell us any actionable point that we as students can implement in our lives immediately to ensure digital wellness? And what are the systemic changes that we can make in our daily lives to prevent us from falling back into our old undesirable addictions?
1: Absolutely, Shreya. You the right chord in terms of the fact that we need to be more intentional we need to be more mindful about it and that is where the first stem kinds of or first step kinds of step stems in so the first step is to be aware of your digital life or your digital wellness per se and what i mean by that is i'll give an analogy to explain it i talked about that food analogy right so what do you do when you want to lose weight essentially you try to understand your current diet how much calories are you inputting what kind of exercises are you doing so you understand your current baseline right like in terms of calories in terms of exercises in terms of nutrients and you change that diet essentially like you reduce the calories you increase the exercise but you still make it vitamin and protein extensive as well but that is how you come to your target state of weight right similarly for your digital life it's about becoming aware of where you are in terms of your digital diet potentially make use of screen time apps. Like there is something called screen time on Apple. There's something called Google digital wellbeing. There's something called rescue time for laptops. There's something called my analytics for or workplace analytics for Microsoft suit. So there are a lot of tools out there, which help you get an analysis of how much time are you spending online across different applications and a week over week comparison and a lot of different analytics. So it gives you an awareness of your current digital diet and helps you kind of streamline it and build targets around it. So the first step is to essentially build an awareness of your digital diet. Because honestly, if you don't know where you are in terms of your digital life or life in general, how can you reach out to where you want to be or what you want your target state to be? So this will potentially give you a lot of insights. For example, you'll get to know, oh, I spend 10 hours on Instagram or I spend five hours on Instagram. That's where I spend the most of the time. And I'm picking up my phone 150 times a day or and the first thing that I check is Instagram so you'll get a lot of insights and you'll try to understand the top problems from out there and based on that like depending on the problems that you have you can take a customized path and I'm happy to help you and discuss it one-on-one as well. So feel free to reach out to me as well afterwards, because the journey of digital analysis is very, very different for different people, but to give you a couple of quick wins, which you could do, which really work out well for me and in people in general, and it's backed by research as well. So two quick wins, which come to my mind is one is something called out of sight, out of mind. So what do a lot of us do? Let's say if we are studying, let's say we're studying on a laptop. So we'll have a phones around us. We'll have our other gadgets, iPads around us, and we get a ping on a phone and we just pick it up. So the point is, all of our devices are there together. Can we, let's say if I'm trying to focus on my studies, can I keep my other devices somewhere out of sight? So if the phones are out of sight, I can really focus on assignments and important work. So that's how I'm able to really manage my focus out there. Another important step, which has really transformed my sleep is I actually sleep with an old-fashioned analog alarm clock. So it's an old-fashioned one. I don't sleep with my phones. And that has really transformed my sleep quality. And if it really transforms my sleep quality, it really, really sets the tone of the day, to be honest. So that is some quick wins which I've taken. And in terms of long-term transformation, I feel one step to keep in mind is understanding your triggers of using technology. So every time you feel lonely, do you want to go to social media or do you want to go to a dating app? Or can we instead use that trigger to meet a relationship? Like we're all living in a hostel. Can we go ahead and talk to people in person or do we, if you're feeling bored, do we always need to binge watch Netflix? Can we do something offline and we can, we do some reading or can we connect with people? So it's about understanding your triggers of going to technology and kind of realigning them to something much more meaningful and healthier use of technology. Let's say boredom can be used for growth as well. Like you're potentially learning coding or you're potentially doing something much more meaningful, which is adding to your career path or something that you're passionate about, not just career paths. So this is something on some steps to keep in mind and happy to provide you and help you further as well.
0: It's quite easy to implement these changes in one's daily life if we really wanted to. And I think we as youngsters, or even anyone with a lot of usage of internet, must make these changes to the way we use digital space because it's it's for our betterment. Because we are so much into technology, we are actually wasting our time at some or the other point. And as you said, that we need to give time to our relationships. And Mm -hmm. instead of binge watching Netflix, actually go and talk to our friends, spend time with them, actually make us more happier, I think.
1: Exactly. It's all backed by research as well. Totally agree with what you're saying.
0: And I'm sure that many of us are interested in knowing about your way of balancing personal and professional life. Like you are currently working as a senior consultant at EY and are also active in public discourse for digital detox. How do you maintain a healthy work-life balance while doing two seemingly different things? And how does one tread on the path of public speaking while having a full-time job?
1: That's one of the most common questions that I get. And like people ask me a lot about how I balance stuff. So I think one key to that is time management. And to summarize that, if you don't manage your time, honestly, someone else will manage your time. And it's something that this balance is something that I've built over the last four years with a lot of intentional work out there. Honestly, beyond my job hours, I spend... Time, I spend intentional time on public speaking, digital wellness, and what I've done in my career essentially. And it's not only a one-way thing in the sense that my digital wellness, wellness career feeds into my job. My public speaking career feeds into my job because public speaking really teaches me a lot, which helps me as a consultant as well. And what I learn as a consultant really helps me in my digital wellness and my public speaking career. So it all feeds into together. So there are a lot of synergies as well. While Balance is important, but a lot of synergies are out there between these three as well. And some key lessons is that honestly, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So a lot of people have come and told me you could have done this in one and a half years, you could have built up a business, you could have really scaled this up in one and a half years. But honestly, I really keep my digital wellness at the core of it as well. I don't just want to hustle, which is really, which is what people talk about. I don't want to work 24 seven. I don't want to work all weekends. I really want to maintain that balance as well. So the point is that if you do that hustling, it will really burn you out in the long term, and that's why. my mantra is to make it a marathon and to spend a couple of intentional hours on this every day, potentially, or five days a week so that I can really build this up in the long term and not get burnt out. And it's important to walk the talk as well. While I do struggle, while I honestly have my own struggles as well, with digital wellness, but these are things that you need to keep in mind that you need to see the outcomes. So the point is that what you see right now is the outcome of four to five years of efforts and intentional work of one to two hours every day. And last key lesson would be, honestly, it's about persistence. Like I've sent thousands of emails. I've knocked on a lot of doors. Like you see me as a three-time TEDx speaker, but there's a lot of effort, a lot of hours of efforts that go behind it. So it's a lot about persistence. And I love this quote, honestly. It really resonates with me today. And it's about persistence. So it's it. the quote is essentially, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving in life. So, persistence is a very important thing in life, I would say. And I hope that answers your question, Shia. Yes,
0: absolutely. I think I'm getting inspired, and it's not, uh, we should actually learn from you and definitely stop procrastinating and start spending our time much more judiciously, and especially on the thing that can have a greater impact in our life, in others' life. So, that's the thing. I know exactly. it's like because we are wasting our time so i think we should learn from you anyway
1: exactly sure. just to add to that one last point is we need to realize the importance of self-compassion honestly we are all human beings we do procrastinate mm-hmm. we have our low time so it's important to be kind on ourselves. like while we all put in our best effort sometimes things don't go our way and we do procrastination. so just be kind on yourself as well that's important because even i've had my low days as well but self-compassion really helps
0: yeah, that's, that's right. But when we are low, when we are low, it's like, it's very difficult for us to see the bright side of life.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: And that's the main point when you make a difference in your life, I think.
1: The cause is very important. Yeah.
0: So in the end, I would like to ask you that any message you or advice that you would like to give to our listeners?
1: I am a big believer of a lot of quotes because I read a lot of quotes. So this is one quote, which I, again, I really love and I want to quote and it's by Annie Dillard. And she says, how we spend our days is of course, how we spend our lives. And let me repeat that. How we spend our days is of course, how we spend our lives. Do you want to spend your days connected to technology 24 seven. Do you want to spend 15, 16 hours of your time on tech rather. I would say use that time to live and feel life. Believe me. When you're on your deathbed, you won't remember moments like applying filters to your photos or going to social media endlessly or mindlessly. You would rather remember those moments wherein you spend time with the relationships, you worked on something really meaningful, something that you cared about, you worked on your hobbies, your passions. Those are the moments that you would remember. And also, obviously, enjoying life as well. That's very important because that's the journey. It's about enjoying the journey. So I feel... The time has come for each and every one of us, honestly, to open our eyes to a world that does not only see screens all the time, but to the beauty around us as well, because that's where the real magic happens. And Bitsfilani, it's magic. So <laughs> they don't look at screens all the time. Enjoy your college life. Do something meaningful. Enjoy your, make a lot of memories with college friends. So use the magic of Bits Filani as well, because honestly, these, this phase one of the be- was one of the best in my life. And I still fondly remember all of it.
0: Is so, so beautiful, whatever you said, and so meaningful that for it's just touches our heart. Yeah,
1: yes, I'm just flooded with a lot of memories of right now. <laughs> like with this, and uh, we are
0: living that, tracking. yes, making more and more memories each day. Yes,
1: and it's so good that things have gone back to offline, which is really important, I feel.
0: Yeah, our. One month of of uh like online teaching was not good.
1: Yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> I cannot. <know. laughs> On that note, I would just say like uh, share like if if you or any of the listeners want to reach out, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, the alumni network is very very strong and we all believe in giving back. So happy to help and support in your digital wellness career and beyond as well. So feel free to reach out.
0: For sure, sir. With this, we would like to conclude this wonderful episode. We are all grateful to you for taking the time for our podcast. I am confident that the listeners will gain a lot from this insightful episode. I enjoyed talking to you, Rajal. Thank you for sharing your valuable insights.
1: Grateful for the opportunity.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to our episode. We'll see you next time.